I'm going to tell you about today's message. All right, y'all ready? Today's message, when I was preaching to the couch last night, as y'all know, uh, the Lord told me, says, today's message is a one-size-fit-all. I said, what do you mean, one-size-fit-all? He says, I've given you a message that will touch every life that hears this. I said, they all do. Jesus said, right, but I want, you to, I want you to preach this to everybody. See, sometimes it's more for the believers. Sometimes it's more for the ones that don't know Christ. Let me tell you, if you're here today or you're listening online, this message has got something in it for you. Amen? That's how God works. Have you ever noticed this? Well, I know from preaching, or even when I'm sitting on the other end, it's like, man, that guy's talking right to me. Right? It's not the guy talking right to you. It's God speaking through the guy speaking to you. You know, it's been so so amazing sometimes. You have a message, and then someone says, man, when you were talking about this right here, that was, man, that's what happened in my life. And you talk to somebody else, and they said, this is what's going on over here. And I'm thinking, man, God, you did all that? Absolutely. Because he knows what you need. He knows every hair on your head. He loves you. And, and I tell you what, even though he loves us and everything, this is going to be my jumping in point. Do we still have difficult times? Yes. Amen. Amen. We do. So I was thinking about this. You know, we, we all have difficult times. I'll, I'll let you all on a secret, right? Just because you're a preacher don't mean you don't have difficult times. Amen. Pray for you, preacher. Right? Just because you're on a worship team doesn't mean that you don't have difficult times. Just because you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ doesn't mean that you don't have difficult times. It means you don't go through them alone. Amen? That's what I want you to hear today. So, we all face difficult times. It's just part of life. It's a challenge. Amen? And we know this. I'm going to give you some, man, get them papers out. we got some stuff to write down today. All right. But Jesus tells us himself in John 16, 33. He said, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. That's a good word. I like that. Hold on to that. But also, guess what? He comes in with this. In this world, you will have trouble. Good thing you didn't put a period there, right? It's a comma. Right? <laughs> I like that. You know, my wife is good on, on grammar. I'm not. But I understand a comma. It's like he's just catching his breath to tell us the good news. And he goes after and he says, in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. Say, but take heart. Oh, yeah. I have overcome the world. That's the word of the Lord right there for his people. I love that. See, we see the very character of peace in the person of Jesus Christ. Amen? The very character of Jesus Christ is, is peace and love. And so I wrote this down, and, and see if you guys agree with this. This is something you've always To find peace of mind and peace with others, you must find peace with God. I believe that. Because, because if you have peace with God, and God is working on you and in you, guess what's going to come out? What should come out is the fragrance of Christ, the character of Christ, the love, joy, the peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, self-control, right? God is working through us. We have been talking about abiding in Christ for the last few weeks and, and also not just having a life uh, with Christ, but having Christ's life through us. I hope I said that the way I wanted to. I want you to see that Christ wants to live through us. Amen. So we have to find peace with God. Well, how do we find peace with God? Through the person of Jesus Christ. We're sitting here today, and I want you to know I am not minimizing your pain, not minimizing your past or your current situation, but what I do want to do is take a look at the truth of God's word for direction, for grace, for peace, for strength, and for mercy. So you hear what I'm saying? I love you right where you're at, and we're going to talk about what God has done for us so we can cling on to that. So this is, this is going to be an uplifting message. Anybody can use an uplifting message? Yes, hands up, feet up, everything else. Well, guess what? The Lord gives us the tools to overcome that. I was listening on the radio, and who was Tim, the tool man guy? He said, man, he had bought all these tools and bought all these tools and bought all these tools and didn't know how to operate and everything else. And he said, you got everything you need in Christ, amen? 
And guess what? You might not know how to operate in all that, but the Holy Spirit does, and He'll work through your life as you submit our life to Him. All right? So, He gives us the tools to overcome. What does He give? He gives us faith. Amen? He says, each person has been given a measure of faith. You know, I can't believe that. When He gave me the faith, that's what the Word says. You know? He talks about in His Word, if we just have a mustard seed, which is one of the smallest seeds there are, that grows into a great plant, if you have that much faith, man, you can move the mountains. You know, you might be here today and say, you know what, I, I, I really don't have much faith. Well, I pray through hearing God's word. The Bible says in Romans 10 17, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. We want to multiply your faith by hearing the word of God and encouraging you in the promises of God, all right? So he gives us faith. What else does he give us? He gives us strength. And I said it again, he's given Jesus and we've got everything we need in him. So I, I want you to know that as, as when the, the, the water rises up, and the door gets knocked on by the bill collectors and everything. And whatever you're going through, when there's bad grades on a report card, when the test is coming, when, when the doctor report is not good, I'm just trying to hit everything. When things are not like you expect them to be, God is still who he is. Amen? He is still on the throne. So what does our scripture say? I lift my eyes to you, O God, and throne in heaven. If you got your Bibles with you today, we're going to be launching off of Psalm 123.1. I'm going to dig in a little bit uh, deeper in that. Everybody ready to say amen? amen? Okay, let's take a look at God's Word and unpack it a little bit. All right. I've got the first two verses, and i got them up on the wall. I always encourage you to bring the Word of God with you. And let's go ahead and look at this. It says, I lift up my eyes to you, to you who sits enthroned in heaven. He gives us the location, doesn't he? He said, lift them eyes up. See, if not, you're going to start looking at your problem. And the more you look at your problem, guess what? It grows. It gets big. And we start thinking, man, there ain't no way out. Oh, my gosh, I got to cut my losses. I mean, oh, man, it just, man, here we go. Where you get wound up. Anybody get wound up? Yeah. Well, you know what? This is, hey, this is for me and you, brother. This is for me and you. Hey, I, I appreciate the game. That's me. You're in the right spot, man. Because I'll tell you what, we're going to give you the tools. And you know what? Everybody in the same boat. You just, you just brave enough to say it. So I know you're going to get blessed today. He's like, okay, I'm good. I'm ready. Well, that's, that's our prayer. Let's keep on going. Since I lift up my eyes to you, to you who sit enthroned in heaven. As the eyes of the slave look to the hand of their master. Think about this, this picture. As the eyes of the female slave look to the hand of their, to her mistress. So our eyes look to the Lord, oh God, till he shows us his mercy. Now you think about that. If somebody's like a, a butler or a maid, they're, they're watching, they're watching the, the, the one they serve, right? Are we watching the one we serve? Are we watching what God's doing? Are we looking at his word? Are we looking intently into God's promises so that we are, are, are ready when he says jump, when he says go, when he says something little old lady across the street, when he says don't say nothing? Ooh, that's a good one, isn't it? Hold it! Just listen. Wow. God is always working on our behalf. So take a look at this. What? I thought about this. What do you mean by mercy, buddy? And I would flash back to when I was a little kid. Now, all the guys are going to understand this. Remember when you used to play mercy? The guys, you grab their hands and lock them in like this. Let me see what you got. I ain't going to do it. This is a big guy. <laughs> but you remember this, right? All right, now this is what happens. This is how you play mercy. You take that and you turn their hands back. <laughs> or maybe you turn their hands back like this. Until they say, mercy, stop, quit, ouch. And how many know when you are the guy with the leverage, you get a little harder hearing. 
all about it. But you see the difference? Grace is more. Grace is, is overcoming, man. So mercy and grace is found in who? Jesus Christ. Amen. I just want to share that with you. Amen. Well, so that's what the psalmist is talking about here. Lifting our eyes, where is our focus? Where is our focus? I pray that our focus is on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? We're ready to jump into it now. So, we call this message, Lift Up, Step Out, and Run. And I told one of my buddies when I was at work, he said, what you preaching on this week? I said, Lift Up, Step Out, and Run. He said, where are they running to? I said, come Sunday, I'll tell you. Right? <laughs> come on, I'll tell you. See, the guys at work sometimes, they want you to tell you what's happening so they don't got to show up. So I just give them enough. Keep praying for them. They're going to come. All right. So we lift up what? Lift up our eyes. Put our gaze on God. Write that down. Put our gaze on God. Think about what God's done for you. Have you ever thought about just a little inventory of what God has done for you? Have you looked around? Have you looked? Let me ask you. Have you looked at God's track record lately? It's pretty good, isn't it? He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. He's not a man that he can lie, right? He says, hey, even while you were yet sinners, Christ died for you. It's by grace you can save through faith. Not that yourself, but it's a gift to God. He tells us in Romans, what, 8? I love that. There's no condemnation for those in Christ. I'm liking this. I'm liking that. You know, that's the God that loves you. But you know, if, if the devil can keep that book closed, if he can get you to keep that book closed and not know who you are in Christ, guess what? We, we have a tough time, don't we? We have a tough time. Well, you know what? I want you to know who you are in Christ because it costs God way too much for us to sit on the sidelines and not benefit from what Jesus did for us. Amen. That's the God that loves you. All right, well, let's keep on rolling. Reflect on the favor that we have in Him. In Him. Look what was accomplished on the cross. You ever think about what that really means? What was accomplished on the cross? <coughs> Every sin in the world was paid for. Yes, yours and mine. The ones you had last year, the ones you'll have in 20 years from now. You understand what I'm saying? He looked down through heaven and said, they're mine. I paid the price. Amen. Jesus paid the price. It was accomplished on the cross. So we have freedom. We have grace. We have that mercy. Amen. We have the love of Christ. Let's keep on rolling. What else? We need to lift up our voices. We've been talking about praise, right? We love to praise the Lord. Speak life into your situation. Man, how many people know somebody that is doom and gloom? I call them schlep rock. Got a cloud with them. I don't care what deal you got on the car when you bring it in. They're going to find a scratch on it. I don't care if your kid got straight A's on their spelling test. Their nephew got an A+. Plus. You know what I mean? There's always something like that. You know? And so what do we do with that? We just love them. We just love them. We're thankful for what God's done for us and keep on going. But you know what? So many times we get that doubt and fear and negativity. You know what happens? It short circuits our faith. It short circuits our faith. Think about that. You know, I was thinking about it. When you get in that mode, have you ever seen somebody just so overwhelmed, right? It's just a dead man walking. Hey, how you doing? I get this a lot. Because what you see now is what they see at like 6 o'clock in the morning. And they go, back away. I have not had my coffee. <laughs> just, just back away. Because I get a little excited. When it comes to Jesus, I get a lot excited. Amen? Well, you know what? When we're walking with God, it makes all the difference in the world. See, God, uh, it, it just has, has a, amazing opportunities for all of us. And I was thinking about this last night. I know some of you have heard some of these stories, but I'm going to tell you what, we've got a lot of new faces. And I'd like to share a couple of stories of how God's worked in some, some tough situations. 
About a year ago, I had some knee surgery, emergency knee surgery. Went and got a cortisone shot, thought everything was good, preached, my legs swelled up like a pumpkin. Thomas took me to the, to the emergency room, and thank the Lord there, the guy said, I don't think he needs to go home. And I'm like, I don't want to go home either. And uh, so they said, they called the doctor. Now nah, it, it, it couldn't be this. It couldn't be that. Long story short, about the next morning, surgery, right? So anyway, we're getting there. The prayer team's there. Ms. Tanya's there. Tim's there. Everybody's here. The church is praying. And we're getting ready to go through the doors, right? And everybody's there. And I'm like, hey, we need to pray, right? So I start praying. And it's funny. You can tell who's your brother, sister in Christ sometimes. You can just tell. And immediately, I was praying because I was getting ready to go, and that was kind of peep-eye praying. You ever done that? You're praying, looking, praying, looking, praying, looking. It's kind of like this. You see, because I want to see if that doctor was praying. And I'm saying, Lord, Lord, touch it. We like that. Lord, help this man right here. Right? So I'm looking. But the last, I'll just be honest I'm not a good patient. So anyway, I'm looking, and, and there's a lady. Immediately, that lady grabbed my foot. The nurse. And she just smiled. I said, oh, she knows the Lord. I just knew she knew the Lord. Went through the surgery and everything else. I, I, did, I thought about this. If you go to the hospital and visit somebody that's heavily medicated, and, and you ask them, what do you want? Don't always do what they say. <laughs> Don't always do what they say. Because Tim asked me, hey man, what do you need? I said, a milkshake. He said, what? I said, a milkshake. Tom said, what do you want? I said, three musketeer bar. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> not good. I thought I wanted it. Later on, I didn't want it. But I'm just—that's a side note. You know, you all medicate. Oh yeah, this is great. Well, pain medicine wears off, right? And, and it's not good. And you were sucking on this this thing and eating this and all this. And all of a sudden, you go, "Oh, this is not good." So, just a side note. That's not even in the sermon notes. I'm just telling you, be careful. And, and you know, because they don't make those things. That's what you know, you're all medicated. I mean, yeah, I want that. I want that. Can we put a rock prices right? All these things? They're not thinking clear. <laughs> See? They're not thinking clear at all. But I do know this. I had been praying, and God's grace is amazing. See, that was the mercy I made it. The grace was I lived through it, right? Even with the shape in the three musketeer bars. Because I'm going to tell you, all the king's horses and all the king's men <laughs> were trying to put me over again. Well, I was telling like, that's it. So I'm going on, and I get through the next day, and the next morning is coming around, and I see that lady that was on my feet when I was praying. And she came over, I said, hey, how you doing? She said, fine. I said, oh, are you going to be my nurse? She said, no, I'm on the other side over here. I said, she come all the way over here, she's on the other side. Immediately, the Lord said, you need to encourage her. I said, hey, I just want to tell you. I said, I know you know the Lord. She said, yes, I do. She said, how did you know? I said, I could tell when I started praying, you just joined in. She grabbed my big toe and said, in Jesus' name, man, she was there. I was like, this is great, you know? And I said, I just want to tell you, I said, I think that's an amazing miracle, um, a ministry that God's given you here in the hospital. And her face just went, hmm? I'm thinking, I thought I was encouraging her. And I talked to her, I said, I just want to tell you, I know um, that was really a blessing to me and that gave me great comfort. And uh, I appreciate it. I said, you're not on here? She said, no, someone just told me to come over here and check on you. So the lady came over and spent some time with me, and I talked to her. I said, you know, what's the Lord doing in your life? And they're talking. And all of a sudden, this woman starts bawling. I go, I thought you said encourage her. I'm trying to encourage her. She's crying no more. I'm going to get ready to ring the buzzer, man. I'm thinking, I don't know what's going on here. She said, but you don't even know what you're speaking into my life. 
She said, two months ago to the day I was working, and I got a call, and my husband slumped over and he died. And she said, it's been a long road. She said, but I'm so thankful that you take a little bit of time to encourage you. You're the one in the hospital. And I thought, wow. She just needed somebody to say, you know what, you're making a difference. In the midst of all your pain and everything, you're making a difference. I want to tell you that. Let me tell you, who got blessed? I was blessed, but she was blessed as well. I say these things because I'm telling you, God's working all the time. Through my pain, God was working for, for her pleasure, for her encouragement, and then it comes back again. You know what? I wasn't just focused on my leg. I wasn't just focused on all those things. I pray that when we go through a tough time, that we're focused by lifting our eyes up and keeping our gaze on God. That's all. So give the Lord a hand clap working together. Right? God's amazing. God's amazing. Well, what else did he tell us? He says, allow the Lord to lift your burdens. I'm going to give you a, a, a little bit of scripture for that. All right? Y'all ready? And, and this is what the Lord showed me. So, you know what? If you have an attitude of gratitude, it changes the whole climate of what's going on. You ever notice that? If somebody comes in and they've got a positive attitude or encouraged by, by the Lord, it changes everything. It changes the whole dynamics, you know? And so I pray that we are those uh, folks that just bring faith into that situation at work, into our families, into the schools, into the situations. Hey, wherever you are, Jesus is with you, right? Show them off a little bit. Just let them work through you. You know, you don't have to muster anything up. Just let him work through you. Take a look at this. Matthew 11, 28, and 30, through 30. Take a look at this here. It says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. I want you to see this. And you will find rest for your souls. That's some peace right there. He didn't say you might find it. It's 50-50. He said, and you will find rest for your souls. And he goes on to finish up with this. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Man. See, when we get our eyes off self and only God, everything starts to change. Everything starts to change. And that's what I want us to do now. Once we do that, then we're ready to step out. Everybody doing good so far? All right. All right. Here we go. So we're going to step out. What? We're going to step out in faith. Don't let your faith, faith waver. Man. Think about a, a raft on the, on the river, man. And I, I thought about it from time to time. If it's not anchored down, what it's going to do is going to drift. If we're not anchored down to the Lord's promises, if we're not anchored down to who we are in Christ, we're going to drift. Amen? So dig in, look up, and step out. That's what God has for us. He must be the anchor of our faith, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the captain of our salvation. Hebrews 2.10 talks about that. And I love this. I'm going to go ahead and pick this here. Let's read this. Here. Hebrews 11.6. It says, and without faith, it is impossible to please and to God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. You got the underlying part there? Read that with me. He rewards those who seek him. Are we seeking the Lord? Think about it. Where is God at in our day? Do we kind of just get into a tight spot and then we go, oh, Jesus, help me. Right? Sometimes. Do we get this great plan? And implement the plan, and then we go, Lord, will you bless this plan? Or do we go to the Lord and see what his plan is, and then we walk it out? I think that's what he has for us, amen? So we need to be seeking him. We need to be listening to the Lord, amen? He rewards those who seek him. That's a pretty good promise from God. 
the creator of the universe, the Lord of all creation says, you seek me, I'll reward you. You will never, ever, ever, ever come up short going deeper with God. Amen? Let's keep on going. Well, I want y'all to look close here. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, this says, we walk by faith and not by sight. Anybody believe that? Yeah. Because seeing is not always believing, is it? It really isn't. It really isn't. We can't always look at things. Looks are deceiving, right? Come on now. Looks ain't deceiving. I have got some really good gas bottles for this picture. Everybody said we were going to eat, but now we're not going to eat. This was before honey buns. No, this was Photoshop, let me tell you. What do you think about this? You know, think about that. You say, oh man, you can't believe anything you see anymore. Not with all those things. Y'all just say, please take that down. Please take that down. You know what? We have a good time. But so, it's, it's walking by faith, not by sight. You guys are good students. I appreciate that. Amen. <laughs> oh man. But see, as we plug into God's word and led by the Spirit, we can have confident hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We can have confident hope in the Lord. Faith must be fed to grow. Are you feeding your faith? Hey, I tell you what, it's great that you guys come in and feed your faith on the Word of God. But don't just eat today. Open your Word of God. Pray, communicate with God daily. Amen? Daily. You just don't tell your wife you love her once a week? I hope not. Amen. That's right. So, you know, it's good to hear. Even if they know it, how many know it's good to hear? It's good to hear. Amen? Wife say good for you too. Good for you. We make sure. You got us covered, guys. Amen? Well, let's take a look at this. Got some more scripture for us to read. I'm going to cut through this here. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 and 18, all right? It says, so we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasted away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. Aren't you glad that God renews us fresh day by day? Fresh grace, fresh mercy. I wouldn't even get out of bed if it wasn't like that. Man, I need it all. I need a, I need a boatload every day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us. An eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. Faith, right? For the things that are seen are fleeting, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Man, Lord, give us eternal eyes today to see what you have. For that big picture living that you got. Help us to understand your plan. And I don't have to understand all of it, because I'm not. I used to think, okay, God's going to come out and give me like the step one, two, three plan, and I'll do this and then come back. No. He walks with us daily, a step at a time, a step at a time. Lean into his voice. Lean into his voice. And I said, Lord, thank you that you equip us with everything we need for what's ahead. Aren't you glad that the Lord is an equipper of the saints? He is. He gives us what we need. He knows what's coming down the path. And so look at this. We have everything. We have everything we need to step out and live for Him because we don't go alone. Even when you call on the name of the Lord, He places His Spirit in you, right? To guide you, to protect you, to encourage you, to correct us, and He does it through love. So guess what's next? We're going to run. We're not running away. All right? Everybody doing good? You got to say amen when we switch the slide now. Come on, keep going with your toes. All right, well, let's take a look at this. Got a lot of good scripture here. I love to give you the word anchor. Right? I want you to say, well, why do you say that? Because it said it in the Bible. Right? Here we go. Let's take a look at this. We're going to read a little bit. Hebrews 2 1 says this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every way that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, 
And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Man, let's run that race. Let me ask you a question. Are you running the race that God set before you? Or are you running somebody else's race? It's quiet there, right? Yeah. Or do you just feel like you're on a merry-go-round? I have those merry-go-round days, right? I take off, all right. And you get going and you're like, here we go again. Then we just do this. What's going on? Well, you know what? Maybe God's showing you something to keep you right there so you can go to the next, next spot. Amen? Maybe he's teaching us a little something right there so that we can move on to the next thing. Today, let's lift our eyes to the Lord who is enthroned in heaven. It's about the focus of the Lord. Amen? I love this, man. Step out of faith and run this amazing race that God has for you. Run it. Run it. Now, I want to talk a little bit more about this. See, it's not about coming in first place. Y'all heard that? You don't have to be first. Just run with everything you got. And that's what he was showing me. It's about giving God first place in your life. It's about God being your life. You hear that? About God being our life. That's where we want to go with it. His breath is our breath. Intimacy, man. Remember when we talked about the intimacy last, last week? The week before? Man, the deep richness of our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now let's just jump in here. We're talking about baptism. You know, if we had that deep richness of, of God in our life and we, we made that commitment to, to the Lord and asked Him to come into our life, why wouldn't we want to be identified with Him? We do. So think about that this week because we want to celebrate that. Just want to throw that in and plug it into the message while we, we're doing this real time, all right? So think about this. Remember your identity in Him. You are a child of the Most High God. Can I get an amen on that? You are in the family of God. Amen. Y'all got that? What else we got? We have all the salvation in Jesus. You're heir to the throne. You have, think about this. This is what the devil don't want you to know. You have authority in the name of Jesus. The name above all names. Speak that name. I, you guys heard me tell, tell my boys when they were young. I said, anything you call on the name of Jesus. You call on the name of Jesus. If you can't, even, you don't even know what to pray, the Holy Spirit will intercede on our behalf. Sometimes, you know, I've been in so much pain and different things, and I have not experienced what a lot of people have. I'm going to say that. But sometimes, I've, I've been there just going, Jesus. Jesus, just calling that name out. Jesus. God knows what you need. I just want to let him know, Lord, I, I want to align my life with yours. And, you know, sometimes I don't. But God says, get back in line. Get back in, 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 and walk with me. You know what? I love you. Today's a new day. Today's a new grace. Come on, let's run this race. I've given you everything you need. And so think about this. We're heir to the throne of God. Man, there's no one like you. You ever thought about that? I've always heard that about my life. There's nobody like you. But I don't think they meant it in the tone that Jesus meant. They're like, oh, my goodness, you know? But that's okay. God likes a little variety, obviously, right? But you know what? He's still in his family. You call on his name, amen? He says, you're worth it, you're worth it, you're worth it, you're worth it, you're worth it. He was thinking of you when he went to the cross. So think about this. God's love for us. There's no human words for that. Can you think about that? You see, you can say, I just love you. You know? I just love you. It, you don't even have the words. You know? The Bible talks about that agape love. The God kind of love. Man, that's what he has for us. You mean when I'm doing good, he has that for me? Yes. When I'm doing bad, I, does he have that for you? Yes. Did you hear that? That's what he feels about you all the time. Now, I'm going to step out here because I feel like I need to encourage us in this. God's gonna, never going to love you anymore or any less than he does today. You hear that? 
You say, what are you talking about? Because it's not based on a performance relationship. That doesn't mean live any way you want. That doesn't mean that there's not uh, you know, repercussions and things like that. But his love doesn't change. Amen? His love does not change for you. And he's always desiring for you to draw closer to him. Amen? He's always desiring for you to say, I want to come back. God didn't leave. Amen? We do. Man, we go, why? Goodness, how in the world, how in the world did I get over here? Think about it. You're over here. Where is God now? He didn't leave. We wander off. We walk off. But let me tell you. He said, come on back home. Isn't it good? Come on back home. So you know what? If you're here today and you say, man, I, I've been wandering. Come on back home. You know, hey, it's been a long week. Come on back home. Run the race that God has set before us. Amen. He is faithful. And, and I thought about this. One more, one more hospital story. All right. How are we looking? I'll make it fast. Several years ago, um, I hurt my arm. And the, they call it a, a ruptured bicep. That means that my bicep pulled off the bone of my arm. And my bicep that was here was under my armpit. Not a good thing if you're a guitar player or like to eat. Either one. Which is both of me. You know, I like both of those things. And I go to the doctor and he goes, oh, yeah, I think we can fix it. Thank you, can fix that. That's not the answer that I want, you know. And he goes, yeah, yeah. He said, we did one of these a couple of weeks ago, man. The guy's stocking shelves again. I said, that's great. I want to play guitar, you know. So we're praying. Everybody's praying and everything else. But during that time, that next morning, I actually looked back not too long ago to some of the notes I was writing. I try to keep a journal a little bit. And I remember praying something very similar to this. I said, Lord, you know, I love playing guitar for you. But if I can't play guitar for you, I still talk for you. I still run. And I told God, I said, if I can't run anymore, I just pray that I fall in your direction. Guess what? When we got to the hospital, I was sitting there, and then he said, you're all right, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm good. I know a lot of you guys heard the story, but I'm telling you, somebody needs to hear the story. I love the book of Ephesians in the Bible. It's got all his promises. And I was reading the book of Ephesians. And I was sitting there, and I'm going to tell you, I was just sitting there. They're getting ready to take me back. I feel something hit me on the head, like a raindrop. Boom. Three times. And she said, what's wrong with you? And I started crying. She said, what's wrong? I said, nothing. I said, they could mess this up if they wanted to. I know she said, he is gone now. But God is just, it was just like God just poured out like that. And I'm just sitting there going, wow, God, you're so much God. They have a chaplain come by to pray for you. I was so cranked up. I said, I'm good, man. Let me pray for you. He's like, who is this guy? I'm praying for the chaplain. And I'm getting ready to go under the, under the thing. And I said, man, let me tell you what God is so good. Let me tell you, God's going God's gonna to use this man here to fix my arm. And I don't know what else is going to happen now. But God is in control. He goes, where do you go to church? You know, I'm praying for this guy. And I said, man, you know what? I'm worried about this. I said, I'm going to play guitar for the Lord again. Matter of fact, get him a CD, baby. Then he's bringing him stuff like this. He said, we're going to use that in the chapel to encourage people. How is God working? I'm in the room getting ready to go to, to the, the rip-out room, right? <laughs> and, and, man, God gives me an opportunity to encourage this guy. And this guy, I'm going there. He said, you got a card. This is what he said with the wind of me off. I said, give him a card, baby. I'll be back in a minute. But, man, let me tell you, sometimes even in all that, I like to tell you, I jumped off the table and started doing cartwheels. No, I didn't. I came out, and I'm sitting there, and I don't do good with medicine. And I opened my eyes. I could only see like this far. And I moved my fingers. I said, thank you, Lord. And then I realized I can't breathe. <laughs> right? I was like, I can just go. 
moving, Mark, Lord. And so I'm sitting there. I can see people walking around. And I go, whoom! And I hit the side of my, my, my little bed thing. Whoom! And this lady, they're so nice. They come over there and they go, how you doing? I go, I can't breathe. And everyone said, oh, you got it. And she started to walk away. I still had grip in my right hand, brother. I said, And she's going, does he have any family here? She's like trying to find him. Then he starts to stop it. I can't breathe. Right? Finally, finally, I got like one of these for like a half an hour. Man, I'm telling you, it's hard to pray when you can't breathe. But I can still say, Jesus, thank you. Jesus, thank you. Man, let me tell you, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know if it's surgery. And maybe it's a different type of surgery. Maybe it's a spiritual surgery. Maybe God's taking things and removing them in your life today. But even when you feel like you can't breathe, God's your breath. When you feel like you can't go on, God's still there, amen? He's still speaking to you. I got one more I want to hit you with, all right? Ooh. Philippians 3, 14 says this, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God in Christ Jesus is calling us. You know, that's what I want to get to today. You know, like I said, I don't know how many laps we'll run. See, when I was on that, on that hospital bed, stuff, I'm thinking, wow, I got my fingers, but I just can't breathe. Well, that's not going to work, you know? So I don't know how many laps we'll run in this, this life, but run them good. Run them focused on the Savior, amen? Run them with everything you got. And you know what? The people that maybe are thinking about getting married or dating or something, I'm going to tell you something somebody told me a long time ago. I'm going to give you a little bit of Pastor Bud encouragement. Put your eyes on the Lord. Run as hard as you can towards Jesus. And then look over and see who's running with you. You might just find that's the one for you, amen? Just a little something to think about. So you know what? How do we work all this thing? You know what? We lift it up. We lift our eyes to the Lord, to the throne room of God, amen? We step out in faith and we run our race. Not her race, his race, their race, but your race. And your race might look a whole lot different than mine. And that's okay. You might have a whole lot better time on your, on your clock than I do. That's all right. But I'm going to tell you what. Jesus loved you all the same. And he says, you know what? Just look to me. Just look to me. So I pray as you here today that you know what? Something in here was for everybody. You believe something in here for you today? Amen? I believe this for everybody. I don't care how tall, how small, whatever. I believe God is speaking to us today. So I'm going to tell you what distractions are wrong with Jesus. Amen? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for all you do. I thank you for each one here. And Lord, I know in a, in a crowd this size, man, there are things going on, Lord, in our lives that you know what only you know about. And Lord, that's okay because you know what? You are the creator of the universe and you are large and in charge. So today, I lift up my friends. I lift up myself. I lift up my family. I listen to the, lift, lift up the ones that are listening today. And my prayer is this, Lord, that we just grab hold of your grace and your mercy and your love. And I pray, Lord, that you know what? We just don't know you like just passing by, but we know you in our hearts. That we know that you love us. That we know that you're the Son of God. That we know that you're in the miracle business. That we know, Lord, that you're for us, not against us. So if you're here today and you're just not sure that you will spend eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ, I want you to look at you right now. I'm going to pray with you. I don't know who you are. I'm not going to make you sign up for anything. I want you to take a minute.
minute. Just take a look up here. Because you need to be sure. Amen? You need to be sure. The Bible says this. I say it every week because it doesn't change. He says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart, we got to raise it from the dead, you will be saved. If you're here today and you don't know, if you took your last breath, that you spent eternity with Jesus, I want you to know. You say, well, how do I know? You put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. You put your faith and trust in Him. You say, Lord Jesus, come into my life and forgive me of my sins today, Lord. I'm trusting you in the finished work of the cross. In Jesus' name. And let me tell you what. You're here today and you say, wow, I, you know, I, I know that, buddy. But sometimes I just feel like I, I, I just feel like I am way out there. Draw close to God and draw close to you. He said he is a rewarder of those who seek him. We saw that in his word. Lord, God, my prayer is that each one of us here seek you deeply. Lord, my prayer today is that you know what? That you work anew in our life and our heart. Lord, I pray for each one here, for what's coming up this week, for what's went, went wrong last week. Father, I love you and I praise you. I thank you for the privilege to share your word. But Lord, I pray that you take this message and make it so much more than any man or woman can make it. Lord, have your way in our hearts today. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap.